Welcome to Alpha and Omega Ministries International. This ministry is committed to bringing apostolic alignment and restoration of the values and principles of the Kingdom of God to the body of Christ. We trust that you will be blessed and encouraged by the Word of God. Let's open in prayer, please, as we launch into the Word of God. Heavenly Father, we thank you once again for means of technology that brings us together. Even though we could be miles apart, we are together in the Spirit, and we thank you for these modern means of technology. Lord, as we open up the Word of God today, we ask that your Holy Spirit would enlighten us, would give us light and revelation concerning the truths that we will be looking at and studying today. I pray that you will anoint both the speaker and the hearer with the richness of your anointing, Father, that we may be able to see things in the Spirit, that we may be able to hear and receive truth and be changed by it. So we thank you for all of these things and all of these blessings that you so richly bestow upon each and every one of us. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. All right, today I want to talk to you about something that's been on my heart for some time, and that is what I like to call the maturing of faith. The subject we want to talk about today is the maturing of our faith. You know, the Bible speaks about different measures and types of faith. I don't know if you've noticed that, but Jesus spoke about great faith. He spoke about little faith. He said to the centurion, great is your faith. And I have not seen greater faith than the faith of the centurion who approached him and asked for healing for his son. And he also rebuked his disciples many times about the littleness of the faith. And he said, oh, you of little faith. So we see there are different types and measures. Romans chapter 4 speaks about weak faith as well as strong faith. And then again, John the Apostle refers to overcoming faith. The faith, he said, that overcomes the world. Then in Mark's Gospel chapter 11, we read about the mountain-moving faith Jesus taught on the faith of God in Mark 11, 22, 23, 24, and he spoke about the mountain-moving faith. And he gave us the in and outs and the operation of that kind of faith. Timothy also speaks of shipwrecked faith, how many have made shipwrecked of their faith as a result of not keeping a clear conscience. In other words, not listening to their conscience, but violating that inner voice of the conscience as a result, they made, Timothy says, shipwreck of their faith. Now, St. Luke, Luke's Gospel, talks about failing faith. Jesus prayed for Peter, if you recall, when Peter denied him, Jesus said to Peter, Peter, Satan has desired to sift you as wheat, 
but I have prayed for you that your faith may not fail you. As we can see, Jesus prayed that Peter's faith may not fail him. So there is a possibility where faith may fail us. So that's what we call failing faith. Now, that's why today I want us to speak about and focus what I like to call mature faith. What is a mature faith? What can you classify as a mature faith? I believe that mature faith is the faith that has gone through various tests and trials in life and came out on the other side not only stronger but more mature and refined. That is what I like to call mature faith. It is the faith that is being proven through tests and trials and through the fiery furnace. Peter talks about this, this purified faith, this proven faith, this mature faith, when he talks about it in his first epistle. If you look at 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 6 and 7, Peter talks about this kind of faith that we are looking at today. He says in his epistle, In this you greatly rejoice, though now for a little while, if need be, you have been grieved by various trials, that the genuineness of your faith, being much more precious than gold that perishes, though it is tested by fire, may be found to praise, honor, and glory at the revelation of Jesus Christ. So Peter talks about the faith that is being tested, the faith that is being tried through the various trials that we encounter in our walk or in our journey of faith. Now Paul and Barnabas understood this principle very well. So when they converted people to Christ, when they made new disciples, as a result of preaching the gospel to them, they sat the young converts down and they warned them that the life of faith is not a life of ease, is not a life of comfort, that on this journey of faith, they told them that it is through many trials and tribulations that we will enter the kingdom of heaven. In other words, they thoroughly prepared the new disciples so that when those tests and trials come the way, it may not surprise them because it's part and parcel of the walk of the believer. Are you with me? You know, many times in our churches today, people or pastors and teachers do not teach us this. They teach a one-sided gospel of ease and prosperity and blessing, yet they fail to communicate the whole gospel, that on this journey of faith is not all comfort, is not all ease, and not all prosperity, but we will face tests and trials as we walk this journey of faith. So when we warn people, when we adequately prepare them, they can be ready for them. Are you with me? And so, listen to what 
Paul and Barnabas say to the new converts, they were converted through the preaching of the gospel. Turn with me to Acts chapter 14, and we're going to read two verses, verse 21 and 22. Acts 14, verse 21 and 22. And I'm going to read from the Amplified Translation. When they had preached the good news or the gospel to that town, and they made disciples of many of the people, they went back to Lystra and Iconium and Antioch, establishing and strengthening the souls and the hearts of the disciples, urging them and warning and encouraging them to stand firm in the faith and telling them that it is through many hardships and tribulations we must enter the kingdom of God. Notice the words that the Amplified Translation uses. They went back to those towns they preached the gospel. They gathered the new converts. And the word says they established them and strengthened the souls and the hearts by doing what? By urging them, warning them, and encouraging them to stand firm in the faith when they go through these trials because they say to them it is through many hardships and tribulations that we must enter the kingdom of God. Not a few, but many. So it's important to make note of these things and to understand that the life of faith is a life that overcomes tests and trials. But they will come. There's no doubt about it. So it's important to take note of these things. That's why we are speaking about the faith that is seasoned, the faith that has gone through these tests and trials, came out on the other side victorious, mature, and refined. So as we say, on this journey of faith that we have embarked, the moment we acknowledge Jesus as our Lord and Savior, we learn and experience life in many different forms and levels. So it's a journey. It's not a, it's not a sprint. It's a marathon that we walk with God. As we, and, and God uses all of these tests and all of these trials. He uses them for our own good in maturing us and teaching us how to toughen up in life how to build a backbone so that we don't yield and collapse and compromise when we face these challenges in life. Are you with me? Amen. Praise the Lord. Just the raising of your hand is good enough. Now, notice what Paul and Barnabas say to them. It is through many hardships and tribulations that we must enter the kingdom of God. In other words, they preach the whole gospel to them. And, and, and as I said, many have a false perception of the life of faith, thinking that if we live by faith, we're not going to face the challenges or the problems that other people face. But that could not be further from the truth. 
Timothy or Paul writing to Timothy in 2 Timothy chapter 3 says to him, Timothy, know this, that in the last days perilous and difficult and dangerous times will come. We are in those days. So difficult days will come. We live in a world that is governed by the God of this world. That is the devil. And so difficult, difficult days are upon us, dangerous times. If you, if you switch on your TV or your radio, all you hear is all of these negative reports that are going on day after day after day after day. And so Jesus said, in the world you will have tribulation. But fear not, because I have overcome the world. And so he also told us in Matthew chapter 7, Jesus, in one of his discourses, he taught and he said that the winds and the floods and the rain will come on both houses, on the house that was built on the sand and on the house that was built on the rock. So we're not going to escape these things. The difference is what we do with the challenges we face that will determine whether we will overcome these tests and trials or these challenges, they will sweep us and distract us and crush us. So it's important the attitude that we have when we face these various tests and trials. Now look at with me please Isaiah 43 and verse 2. Isaiah chapter 43 and verse 2. Here God speaks through the prophet Isaiah, and he says, When you pass through the rivers, through the waters, I will be with you. Notice that when we pass through these difficulties, through these tests, God does not abandon us. He's right there with us. That's the wonderful grace of God and the favor of God. That when we go through them, He's there holding our hand. He's there guiding us. He's there uh, giving us wisdom and understanding and teaching us how to overcome and resist and fight the good fight of faith. So He said, When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And through the rivers, they shall not overflow you. When you walk through the fire, you shall not be burned, nor shall the flame scorch you. Now, the waters, the rivers, the fire, it's a representation or a metaphor of the challenges and the difficulties and the opposition and the tests and the trials that we go through in the various fronts as we live life in this world. Through it all, though, God is ever-present using all of the above, all of these circumstances and tests and trials in order to teach and train us in the university of life. God wastes nothing. I want you to understand that. God wastes nothing. Even our failures, our pains and our hurts, He will take those things and teach us and help us to grow and mature in the walk of faith and in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. As for me, as I look back over a 40-year walk with the Lord, 
I have learned the most valuable lessons of faith during the hardest and most severe times in my life, under severe persecution. It was there that I learned how to forgive my enemies. It was there that I learned how to pray for those individuals who misrepresented me, who spoke evil against me and all sorts of things that were not true. It was in those days that I've learned by the Spirit how to forgive, how to let go, how to pray even for those people. And it's a wonderful lesson to learn in life. So many people say, well, I can't forgive. You don't know what they've done to me. But you know, forgiveness is not a matter of feelings. Forgiveness is a decision of your will to let go, to forgive. And we can do that by the grace of God. Paul says we can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Amen? So we learn God matures us, God grows us into the kind of people He has destined us to become through the fiery furnaces of life. A beautiful scripture that confirms that is found in Isaiah chapter 48 and verse 10. Isaiah chapter 48 and verse 10. Notice what God says to His people. Underline these verses because sooner or later you're going to need them for encouragement and for comfort. Sooner or later, some one of us is going to go through a fiery furnace. And you need to know these verses so that you can be strengthened and encouraged. Isaiah 48 and verse 10 says, Behold, I have refined you, but not as silver. I have tested you in the furnace of affliction. Did you see that? God says, I'm refining you, and I am testing your faith. Your faith will be tested. Your faith will be tried. Otherwise, it's not worth anything. Anything that is not worth testing is not worth anything. Amen? We say we believe, but un unless we go through the pressure... We, we don't get to know what we really believe. Amen? Many times we think we believe. But God says, I'm going to test your faith. I'm going to test your character. I'm going to test your integrity through the fiery furnace of affliction. Both James and Peter tells us the same thing. So I want us to listen to these words. James chapter 1 verse 2 through to four. James, the epistle, according to St. James chapter 1, verses 2 through 4. He writes to the believers and he says, My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience. Notice that he said that your faith will be tested when you fall into various kinds of trials. There you see it again. But then he says, Let patience have its perfect work, that you may be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. Peter, speaking by the Holy Spirit, in 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 10, tells us again the same thing. 
Now, it's amazing to me how through all of the epistles of the New Testament, even in the gospel, Jesus speaks of this very thing that we're talking about. He warns us that we are going to face challenges in life, that the life of faith is not a life uh, spent on, on flowery beds of ease, but you will face difficult and hard times. In those times, your faith is being tested, your character is being molded, and as you go through them, you come out on the other side more refined, more mature, more gentle, more believing, more compassionate, more merciful, more understanding. Sometimes we talk with various people that go through uh, painful situations in their lives and we just, you know, we walk away and we cannot identify with them. Our compassion is limited. Our hearts of mercy are very limited. We become judgment, judgmental and critical rather than having compassion and mercy and understanding concerning those people that are going through these difficult times. But when you go through them and you face those same challenges and you come out on the other side, then you can identify more so with those that are in those situations. Are you with me? Amen. The Holy Spirit said through Peter in 1 Peter 5 and 10, I'm going to read from the Amplified Translation. Listen to what Peter says. And after you have suffered a little while, the God of all grace, who imparts all blessing and favor, who has called you to his own eternal glory in Christ Jesus, will himself complete and make you what you ought to be. Establish and ground you securely and strengthen and settle you. Notice what Peter says. After you have suffered a while, what kind of suffering is he talking about? That's not the suffering of sickness and disease. That is the suffering when we are going through difficult situations in life and our flesh is hurting, we are being challenged in our faith, we are being challenged in our values, and we are strongly tempted to compromise, to yield into temptation, rather than stand up for what we believe and face the storms of life, declaring the word of the Lord. Are you with me? So he said, after you have suffered a while, Jesus himself will do what? He will complete he will make you what you ought to be. He will establish you. He will ground you. He will strengthen you. And He will settle you. So the end result is the production of our character and the maturing of our faith as we go through these various challenges. So let me say this. The battles we go through and the, the, the battles we fight and conquer, the experiences we gain, the knowledge we retain, become a reservoir of wealth we can draw from in being able to help and minister to others who might be going through what we went through. All of those things builds within us not only faith but character and wisdom and knowledge and experience 
and it's a well of knowledge and wealth and experience that we can tap into and bless those who are going through similar situations in life. So the longer you and I are on this journey of faith, the more valuable we are to God and to others. Amen. The more you stay on this path of faith, your value increases. Amen. And your worth increases, not only to God, but to other people as well. So, praise the Lord. There's one place where we can rejoice when we're getting older. I'm getting wiser. I'm becoming more knowledgeable, and I'm able to help more people and become more effective in the kingdom of God. Let me say this. One of our greatest needs in our churches today are seasoned believers. Let me say that again. One of our greatest needs in our churches today are seasoned believers. Believers who possess a mature faith, a growing faith, and a purified faith. Believers who have gone through some stuff in life and have come out on the other side stronger than ever before, and they have a testimony because they have gone through a test. You cannot have a powerful testimony unless you go through some test in your life and in your faith. We desperately need some of these folks that have faced the storms of life, the winds of divorce, the financial pressures of life, the temptation, all of these temptations, raising children in this ungodly world, we need some of these people that have done these things and have overcome these challenges and they become a, 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 a beacon of light to those younger believers. And they are encouraged and they look up and we can look up to them and say, well, if he has done it through his faith, I can do it. If he has gone through this and battled those temptations and have overcome, I can overcome. If he has fought with, as the Apostle Paul says, with demons and lions and, and overcome, I can overcome as well through my faith. We need, we need this type of people that have faced the temptations of divorce and stood strong and firm in the commitment to the spouses and in, the, and in the oath they have given before God and before man, and stay committed in that marriage and go through those trials and come out on the other side more mature, more refined in the character and in their faith. Amen. Hallelujah. That's the type of people that are so valuable and are so needed in our churches today. We need people who stood against the onslaught of persecution without compromising their faith, without giving in or giving up, and they have a powerful testimony to share. We need families who have faced the pressures of life, of raising children, the winds of financial pressure, and remain faithful and strong because they have learned to build on the solid rock of obedience to Christ and His teaching. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. 
the psalmist cried out out of gratefulness to God in a wonderful testimony in Psalm 54 and verse 6 and he says I will freely sacrifice to you O Lord I will praise your name O Lord for it is good for you have delivered me out of all trouble what a glorious testimony he's gone through trouble he came on out on the other side stronger and he offers sacrifices of praise to God and he said Lord I will praise you I will give thanks to your name for you have delivered me from all trouble our God is a God of deliverance he will deliver you he will walk with you through the fire and bring you to the other side and deliver you and you won't even smell of smoke when you come out on the other side that's the kind of God we serve an overcoming God Paul testifies to Timothy writing to him and he says but the Lord stood with me and strengthened me so that the message might be preached fully through me and that all the Gentiles might hear and also he says I was delivered out of the mouth of the lion I mean the the kinds of trouble that Paul faced, the persecutions he faced, the shipwrecks he faced. And in all of that, he has a glorious testimony and he says, God delivered me out of them all. Isn't that a glorious testimony? He didn't go under. He didn't, his faith didn't fail him. He didn't, dis, didn't distract him from his mission in life. He kept going like a tank and nothing would stop him, no matter what the devil threw at him. Today, believers are so wishy-washy. The moment they face a little opposition, they give up, they walk away, they distract it, they, they forsake church, they forsake the assembling of themselves together, they forsake the values and the principles that they've been taught because of a little pressure that was placed upon them. That kind of believers are no testimony to the glory of God. Amen. And he says, he goes on to say to Timothy, And the Lord will deliver me from every evil work and will preserve me for his heavenly kingdom. To him be glory forever and ever. And I want to say that when your faith reaches an age of maturity, there's no telling to, to, what, to what heights God will take you into. He will show you things. He will commit trust to you. He will commit the secrets of His heart to you because you have been found faithful in the test and in the trial. You didn't deny Him. You didn't compromise your faith. You didn't compromise your integrity and your values. You stood strong. You came out on the other side. And as a result, God will entrust you with greater revelation, greater prosperity, greater blessings, because you have been found faithful in the test. Now, look at Hebrews chapter 11. And I want to show you something here concerning the triumphs of people who matured in their faith and have overcome enormous odds and opposition. Hebrews chapter 11, and we're going to read 33, 34, and verse 35. 
Hebrews 11, chapter, chapter 11, verses 33, 34, and 35. This is the heroes of faith. Hebrews 11 lists the heroes of faith. And this is the type of people we need in our churches today. Heroes of faith. They have overcome through their faith. They faced the lions. They faced the fires. They faced the tests. And they came out on the other side, overcomers, declaring that God is faithful, that God is good, and His mercy endures forever. And here we read, we pick up from verse 33. And this is what it says. Who through faith, they subdued kingdoms. They work righteousness. They obtain promises. They stop the mouths of lions. They quench the violence of fire. They escape the edge of the sword. Out of weakness were made strong. They became valiant in battle. They turned to flight the armies of the aliens. Women received their dead, raised to life again. Others were tortured, not accepting deliverance, that they might obtain a better resurrection. Look at the things they've done through their faith. Enormous odds. Impossible situations. They have overcome because of this precious faith that God had given to us. The faith that's been tested, that's been tried and found pure and genuine. And through the journey of life, they have learned to trust God. They have learned to rely on God. They have learned to pour their hearts out to God. And God came in the hour of weakness and in the hour of of, of test and lifted them up and strengthened them and encouraged them and they were able to go through these challenges and then later on they have a testimony to share with us. Amen. And so I want to encourage you today. Look at your life at present. Take a look at your life. Take a look at your family. Take a look at it, your present situations the challenges you might be facing right now. And I want you to see them as a stepping stone to a mature faith. A stepping stone to a mature faith. All of these challenges you might be facing, the difficulties, the pressures of life, see them as stepping stones to you growing and maturing in your faith and becoming strong in the Lord, wiser in the Lord, so that you can be a greater blessing to those around you. So face these challenges with courage, with confidence in the Lord, and ask the Lord to teach you how to fight the good fight of faith. Paul writing to Timothy says, Fight the good fight of, of faith, Timothy. Lay hold on eternal life. It's, it's a fight that we win. It's a good fight because we always win. Amen. The life of faith always wins when it's pure faith, when it's genuine faith and not falsified faith or presumptuous faith. We need to stay before God during times of hardship and challenges. We need to stay in prayer. We need to dive into the Word of God. 
until we find answers, until we find wisdom, until we draw strength and learn through the Word of God how to overcome. And as we exercise our faith in God and in His Word and come against the giants of life, we grow, we mature, and we ultimately conquer. And when we do, we have a testimony to share. There is nothing more powerful in a believer's life than his testimony. Amen. And that's what I call maturing faith. A faith that has gone through some stuff and has overcome and is able to lead others and teach others and encourage others as they walk this journey of life that is called the life of faith. So don't be naive. Don't think you're not going to face these challenges. You will. But make sure that you're building your house on the rock of obedience to the teachings of Christ. Don't just be a hearer of the word but a doer of the Word. When you know what the Word of God says, put it into practice. You don't have to understand everything about it. Faith does not require that we understand the Word before we practice it. It's when we practice the Word that we gain further understanding and revelation on the subject. Amen? Praise the Lord! Are you ready to fight the good fight of faith? Amen. And come out on the other side and have a wonderful and a powerful testimony. I faced this giant and I have, slew, I have slain him. I have overcome. Hallelujah. Amen. And these challenges can come so unexpectedly sometimes, out of nowhere. And they hit you. It's what you do when they come and how you face them that will determine where you go from there. The devil will make sure that every one of us has an opportunity and the temptation to get offended, but every one of us has an opportunity to compromise our values and our faith and our integrity at one time or another. It's what we do when we face that temptation that will make us the kind of people that God has destined us to be. I'd like to pray with you as I close this lesson today. And I want to pray for those who are facing these pressures, these challenges, whatever they might be. It could be on the, on the social front, relationally. It could be financial pressures. It could be um, uh, all sorts of, of pressures. It could be work-related I want to pray with you and encourage you today that the Lord is right there with you. He has not abandoned you. He has not forsaken you. He says, when you go through the fire, I will be there with you holding your hand and the fire will not burn you. The only thing the fire is going to burn is those things which I did not give you, but the world gave you and the world system attached to you. Heavenly Father, I want to thank you for your precious word today. I want to thank you also for these tests and various trials that from time to time we face where our faith is being challenged, where our faith is being tested and tried, 
I want to thank you that through all of these things, you are maturing us, you are growing us, you are building within us a character that will stand the test of time, that will stand as a beacon of light for others to see and to come to the knowledge of the truth. We thank you for these challenges. I pray that you will change the way we see them, that you will change our perspective, that we may look at those challenges even as David looked at Goliath and the Bible says he ran towards the giant. He was not afraid. He was confident in the Lord. He was strengthened by his covenant in the Lord. He ran towards the giant and slew him through the might and the power that you have given him. And so we also covenant people, Lord. We are anointed people. The anointing you have given us abides within us. Teach us that when we face these challenges of life, these giants of life, we may run to them, not run from them. With the word of God in our mouths, with faith in our hearts, resisting the enemy in every sphere of life. We thank you that you've given us a faith that overcomes the world. And this is the victory, your word says, that overcomes the world, even our faith. I thank you for this precious faith, that it is the faith of God and will overcome and conquer every giant in life. In the mighty name of Jesus, we thank you, Father. Amen and amen. Thank you for listening to this message. For additional resources and more information about this ministry, come and visit us at www.alphaomegaint.org.za.